Good morning, golfers. Welcome to Finding Fairways here on Up North Sports Radio, brought to us by our good friends at carlsgolfland.com. Jerry Coyne is on the phone with my original co-host, Kevin Frisch, who's at the Island Resort and Casino in the Upper Peninsula for this big Symmetra event. Kevin, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jerry. How are you? Well, I'm not as good as you. (laughs) (laughs) I am up here in the beautiful Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's going to be 80 degrees today. It's absolutely perfect. And we've got some of the best women in the world playing golf today up here. It's awesome. Yeah, today is, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. You're there for the Pro-Am. Uh, so you're going to be playing with a couple of uh, really talented ladies. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we're playing with Dorsey Addicts. I've not met her yet, but uh, she's from Seattle and a rookie on the tour. But if, uh, you know, if history serves it well, she's going to be a great player like they've been every year that I've played in this. So it's, it's fun to watch these girls. They work so hard. And obviously, this is the gateway to the the road to the LPGA Tour for them. And um, they're out here competing. And this is one of their biggest events here at Island Resort. I think it's the 12th year. And they, they run a great tournament up here. It's, it's a matter of fact, I believe I believe the girls, they, they, it's, it's one of their favorites. They take care of them really well. And the resort does an unbelievable job running the tournament and taking care of local charities as part of it. So it's a really cool thing that they put on up here. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll be playing this over the airwaves on Saturday and Sunday. So if they're listening to this on Saturday, can they still get up there and see the uh, Symmetra Tour on Sunday? Absolutely. Okay. You know, if they're up here, if they're near the resort or in the UP, and it's it's a great place. The golf course, Sweetgrass, is an awesome golf course. It's yep. very easy to get around on. Um, very very walkable, and uh, and it's a fun day. It'd be a fun day to spend and bring the kids out, too. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's priced right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is priced right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you go to islandresort.com, and you can get more information on tickets and stuff. Okay, so really uh, yeah, I, I wanted to get that out of the way and, and get the context from where you're calling me at. And before I we get into the U.S. Open, how's your golf game? Golf game's trending in the right direction for for the first time in a long time. It's been fun <laughs> playing playing a little bit um, this year, and uh, obviously it's those those couple of scores that bring your handicap down. So it's, it's, I'm kind of stuck right now. <laughs> well, you can always hit it OB more. Just ask a, a, a 13 <laughs> yeah. like myself, right? Okay, that that's right. That's right. It's it's been. Uh, it's been a fun year. It's been a fun year on the PGA Tour. You know, uh, all the commotion that we had around the PGA with Kepka winning, and um, but uh, Michael Block uh, being the star of the show. Unfortunately, he missed making the U.S. Open by what was it, two shots? Um, yeah, and I, I didn't catch it all, but I, and I also heard I, I didn't see whether or not his son made it because they were competing no, against each other. His son did not play well at all. His son was not a factor. Okay. But Michael Block was right there, uh, just uh, missed a play in by a shot, from what I understand. But then we get a new could be superstar winner at the uh, L.A. Country Club. Uh, yeah, Wyndham Clark is a great talent. He's going to win more. I definitely don't think he's going to be a one-hit wonder when it comes to majors. I think he's going to win another one. His game suits majors. Um, he hits it long. Yes. Hits that fade, controls that fade. His short game is unbelievable. The up and downs that he made 
in that yes. final round mm-hmm. are were legendary, I will say. <laughs> no, especially the one, I think it was on 11, that Azinger was saying was a trick shot, a, a, a flop, a full flop from a bare lie um, is one of the gutsiest plays you can make. You've seen me do it. It's the one thing I can do like a pro <laughs> is hit a flop from a bare lie, but it's still a 1-5 to 1-7 shot. The other five are bladed. Uh, you know, 60 or 70 yards. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and one in five or one or seven for him, one in 25 for us. And, <laughs> and, and you and I, obviously, you you and I, we've had, the, we've had the privilege of playing LACC. I played it just three years ago after the renovation. So I played it when it was like this yeah. um, three years ago, except for all of the, 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 the rough around the bunkers. There was rough around the bunkers when I played it, but not, not that long like that, which I thought was fantastic. And uh-huh. I set that up. And that, they brought old school U.S. Open around the greens, and I thought it was fascinating to watch. And I think LACC really stood up, and I think it's a cool venue to bring back. I think they come back in twenty thirty nine, something like that. Yes, awesome. sir. Uh huh. No, you and I talked about this a little bit. Um, uh, the entire blow up and the overreaction of from the first day when they had the lowest scoring average. <laughs> in the history of the U.S. Open, and you you and I were talking about calling the greenskeeper out for, you know, screwing up the U.S. Open, and uh, all the scores are exactly where they usually end up at a U.S. Open, you know, just 11 guys under par, 10 under is the winning score, and, and just a couple guys actually in contention at the end. So, um, you know, <laughs> yes, I have enough time in this segment for me to go on the rant that I would love to go on right now about how this whole talk about, you know, oh, it's too easy. The old classics can't be played anymore because five guys hit it off the planet. The fact that these are the best players in the world and 156 players teed off on Thursday, and they traditionally set the course up easier on Thursday because they've got to get 156 players in before dark. Yep. And I think 42 of them were under par. And a couple of guys shoot 10 under. And, oh, by the way, one of those guys that shot 10 under he finished four under, four under, five under. That would be Shoffley. And well, Ricky only finished what? Ricky finished six under. So and you know, Ricky finished six under. So yeah. the two guys that shoot ten under shoot four or five over the rest of the three days. Yeah. And nobody wants to talk about that. It's this whole overreaction of golf today with the ball and with distances and yeah. you know just let these guys play and enjoy it. No, the one thing I, I will give Brandel Chambly a little credit. He wa- he was on our side of that argument. He goes, you know, when Johnny Miller shot sixty three at Oakmont, nobody was screaming about how easy the golf course was. Everybody just said, "Wow, he played a great round of golf." And yes, Shoffley and Ricky Fowler played great rounds of golf, the best rounds of golf they had both played in twenty twenty three. For Ricky Fowler, you know, the best round of golf he's played in four years. And and it was on a U.S. Open course, which you said right. was set up. They had a marine layer the whole day. They couldn't have had, There was no wind. They had perfect optimal scoring chances. The course got tougher each and every day, and we had a U.S. Open. So shut up. We, we did <laughs> exactly, and we had a U.S. Open, especially around the greens. And you know, they talk about the fairways. You know, they talk about the fairways being too wide, and I and I kind of get that to a point. But I would yeah. love to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up because I want to see, uh, somebody's got these stats. You know, when you have those wide fairways, you still, the architects designed it in a way where you play angles. Yep. And I would, when, I would love to see the stats of the holes where if you hit it down the correct side of the fairway, 
and had the better angle to the to the pin, what side of the fairway, what what did the whole play average from that side of the fairway versus the opposite side when you had the batting? And I'd be willing to say there is a definite difference in, 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 in what was Look at, average on that hole, depending on the side of the fairway. It was totally on. proven out when Rory screwed up 15. Is a right. par 5 that he had birdied. For 14, yeah. Uh, 14, three, uh, two out of three days so far. Actually, I think he birdied it all three days. And for whatever reason, that rough that he was in was not that bad. He decided not to go for the green and then totally mishits a wedge and makes a six on a hole that only one other person had bogeyed that day. And it it ends up costing him the open. The one thing, Kevin, that I'd like you to comment on, though, is there is one thing that came out about the open that is a little telling. And the guy who finished first, is the leading driver on tour, longest driver on tour. And the guy to finish second is the second longest driver on tour. So distance is still a major factor. Distance is king right now. Yeah. Um, Distance is king if you can get it in play. Um, You know, I think Wyndham and, you know, Paul Azinger um, actually brought up some pretty good points early on. He kept saying it early on that that he liked Wyndham because he played the fade. And faders tend to win U.S. Open because you can control it. Yeah. And the fact that Rory got up on 14, if Rory would have hit a choke down cut and faded it into that fairway versus trying to hit his high draw, I think that we could be talking about a different person right now. That's where he lost the U.S. Open. Well, right there. He did, um, and a couple of poor chips. And look at, we, you and I talked about it. Look at, he had the almost the exact same situation that he lost the Open, uh, the Open Championship last fall. He lost the U.S. Open. Same conditions. Played good enough to win. Didn't make any putts. But a couple of leaky shots. And look at, everybody's going to hit a poor shot. Wyndham Clark hit some poor shots. He was able to recover. Rory, right. the one bogey, uh, when you're not making putts and you make a bogey down the stretch, just sank the ship. You know, Rory's, Rory's Achilles heel right now, and, and even the past couple of years, even though he's improved this year, his Achilles heel are still his, his wedge control distance yep. and his short irons missing left, hitting the pull, hitting that little pull hook left where, where he's hitting it from, he should be, you know, his proximity to the hole should be much better. Yeah. than what it is. And he's not giving himself good chances um, to make those putts. And he made nothing. He made nothing. It was, a, it was literally, it was a photocopy of his St. Andrews final round. Yeah, where he it was. 16 greens and made nothing. Made nothing. And, you know, it's yeah. not like he missed by much. But, you know, those putts no, have got to go he, in. He, he, he burned edges all day. Burned edges all day long. And, I mean, whether it's Royal Liverpool, which he had, he's won at already, has an you know he's going to be the odds on favorite to win the open championship i'm sure he'll be the betting favorite over over Scheffler on this particular tournament that doesn't mean he's going to I'm win sure he will too yeah but right. um, no you know rory had his opportunities but give Wyndham clark all the credit in the world he got a, he got a couple breaks and you have yeah. to get breaks especially when you're going to be the first time winner of a major it just happens oh they were he just he made some gutsy up and downs. The the, the shot on eight, at least he made bogey. He could have made triple. Oh yeah. And in 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 nine, he easily could have made a bogey. That ball could have easily stayed up on top. Yep. Even though that ball trickled back down on nine, he still had a putt of eight feet that he had to make. Yeah. And he made it. I mean he 
he was gutsy and he was well deserving. I really like. There's the no doubt. Man. I'm not saying he was. I don't think he's going to be a flash in the pan. Wyndham Clark was one of the highest ranked players in the world coming out of high school. Went to Oklahoma State, which was the number one program uh, in uh, in collegiate golf. And then everybody heard the story about the mom, and and he he's getting derailed. Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, he won Wells Fargo, which is. A major in itself. That golf course has hosted majors and hosted Ryder Cups, and, and it was an elevated event. Yeah, so he, you're beating, so you're beating the best players in the world on a on a world class golf course. So he he's got the pedigree to do it. He's 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 good. Almost assuredly, will be on the Ryder Cup team now. Um, what, I believe so. Whether it's yeah. a captain a captain's pick or not, this is going to be a star on the rise. And then the other story that I think we need to touch on real quickly, Kevin, is Ricky Fowler. Great to see him back in the mix, but, man, a rough Sunday. You know what? It, it was, but I tell you what, I, I do not look at that as his defining moment of the week. No. The defining moment for him of the week is where he got himself to. And, you know, going out and performing on Sundays in majors is something that takes time. That just doesn't happen overnight. When you've been off and away from that as much as he has, it wasn't surprising. And, you know, you know, the line between shooting a couple under and five over is not is pretty thin. It's not hard on a golf course like that. It just shows how perfect you have to be. They did mention it and they talk about it. Yep. But the fact that he went back to Butch Harmon. Yep, that and is the big deal. Harmon, no doubt about it. When we return here on Finding Fairways, Kevin and I will dig just a little bit deeper into the implications of this particular U.S. Open and looking forward to the next couple of majors, including the gals at Pebble Beach. All that and more here on Finding Fairways and Up North Sports Radio brought to us by carlsgolfland.com. It's time to check in with our good friends at carlsgolfland.com. Tim Coyle's on the phone. And, Tim, uh, even though we are post-U.S. Open and Father's Day, there is a lot going on at carlsgolfland.com. Yeah, some things never change. There's, there's, <laughs> there's always a lot going around. Um, yeah, I mean, just one of the big promos that we're just launching now uh, this week that just started is the G4 30% off. Um, which is a huge savings on on G4 product. Um, and we're talking all categories. You know, shoes, apparel, headwear, accessories, that's men and ladies. Yeah, and now that people have started their golf season and a lot of people are blaming their equipment, time to check it. All the irons that you have on sale at carlsgolfland.com. Yeah, we have, you know, anything from any top manufacturer available. And, you know, irons is, takes up, the, you know, more clubs in your bag than any. And so we see we see a lot of customers coming in. And one of the interesting trends we've seen the last couple of years is kind of a growth in this player's kind of game improvement category, yeah. which um, almost every manufacturer now has something that kind of covers that. Um, and you'd be familiar with some of the, the big names like Apex and, you know, Cirxon's got a new ZX MK2 line out, Mizuno, uh, TaylorMade P-Series. Um, you know, whether you're stopping in for a fitting, which we can certainly do that for you, either free or with a performance fitting in our launch pad here in Bloomfield Hills, um, you can also completely customize these directly on carlsgolfline.com and, you know, build the set, whether you're fit locally to where you are or, um, you know, you know your specs, you can build it with any uh, combination of iron or shaft or grip you're looking for. I've said it before, and I'll say it now. I saw that you have a deal on the Titleist T200s. Can't tell you how much they improved my game and my scores. Yeah, the, the Pyrogen T200s is a great deal right now, um, and that would that would certainly fall in that kind of player's game improvement category. The guys like you and me, Jerry, that don't get off, don't get out as much as we maybe used to or hit the ball quite as well as we used to, but 
we're not ready to go to the uh, the full game improvement irons yet. But it's all available there, Tim. So we highly encourage the uh, average golfer to get a little better by going to carlsgolfland.com. That's right. T- uh, Tim, we'll check in with you next week. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good weekend. Welcome back to yeah, no, yeah, outside. <laughs> Welcome back to Sorry. Finding Fairway. No, you're good. Welcome back to Finding Fairways here on Up North Sports Radio, brought to us by <coughs> CarlsGolfland.com. Jerry Coyne continuing our discussion with Kevin Frisch, who's up at the Island Resort and Casino in the UP. And Kev, as you were saying in the last segment, yeah, uh, Butch Harmon, who has really stepped away from teaching, took a phone call from Ricky Fowler, who was his coach a while ago. And, man, how how Butch Harmon is not in the World Golf Hall of Fame is an abomination. You know, I'm not sure if there are any instructors in the World Golf Hall of Fame, but there should be a first. And it should be Butch. And, you know, Butch is out in Las Vegas now. It's, he, doesn't, he doesn't travel. If you want nope. him, you call him yep. and you go see him. And this guy, I can just see this guy sitting in a chair – with an umbrella over his head, blocking the sun, looking at Ricky Fowler and going, okay, do this, do that, do this, work on this. Here's what you need to focus on. Boom, bang, done. <laughs> and yeah. the fact that, you know, obviously we know about his days with Tiger. Um, Greg Norman. Days, I believe he was Greg Norman, Adam Scott. I mean, you know, I, I would love to know the stat of how many major championships he has as an instructor. And the fact that, that, and, and I know he's very, um, I, I believe he's very selective on, you know, who he'll work right. with or talk to or whatever right now. But, man, he, you just hear Butch Harmon and major championships players, they go together, and it's pretty impressive. No, there's, there's no doubt about it. You know, he also it was um, Gary Woodland's uh, teacher, and Woodland's got a U.S. Open. The... Um, he is, you know, people don't even know about golf instruction uh, except for uh, the name Butch Harmon. No, ex- exactly. And I tell you what, I, I, it'll never happen in a million years. But I would love to see Tiger Woods give him a phone call and say, you know what, I'm going to come out and see you. Let's look at some things before I make before I come back out again and make another, you know, make another attempt or play a little bit more. And, and I would love to see what that would do. Because I believe that he is the best that ever was in that regard. Here's the list. Tiger. Remember, he, he was with Phil for seven years uh, after, mm-hmm. after he list, left Rick Smith. Ernie Els, Stuart right. Sink, Greg Norman, Davis Love the third, Freddie Couples, Justin Leonard, Nick Watney, and, uh, as I said, Gary Woodland. Oh, also, yeah. Jimmy Walker, Dustin Johnson. So... Yeah, a, All major a, a couple of few guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how he is I mean, not that's, in, that's pretty yeah. impressive. No, I mean he revolutionized tour golf instruction. I mean, look at it, yeah. it's just it's there in black and white. I, I had the fortune of right. of meeting him at uh, in Vegas at Shadow Creek when he was playing right in front of us with Gary Woodland. I talked to him for a few minutes. What a, on top of everything else, he's a fabulous guy. Uh, he, right. I think you met him, uh, Kevin, when he uh, when he was over at Marsh Ridge, 
uh, for uh, when, yeah. Well, when yeah. he was doing briefly, yeah, when he was yeah. doing the loon, when he was working on the loon. That's yep. right. It's uh, super guy. Yeah, he's super guy. Yep. Um, super impressive, and like you said, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Ricky Fowler. It would be wonderful to see him get back in the top ten. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. He'd have to do something spectacular to make the Ryder Cup team. But uh, golf right. golf is better when Ricky Fowler is good. Uh, you know, he's got the rest of the year. He's playing well. He's going to play at Hoylake. He's going to play in the FedEx Cup. You know, he, it, it, I'm not sure where he ranks right now. If he's going to make the, the playoffs, I'm sure he's going to make the playoffs. But if you make a playoff run and he's hot, they get they, they, he's going to have six picks. He was yep. picked. Uh, that's That was the first big notice of him when he was picked after not having one in the Ryder Cup when, uh, uh, what was it, like 10 years ago now. Uh, right, right. But we've got uh, the ladies playing at Baltus Rawl for the PGA this week and then a couple of weeks later at Pebble Beach for the first time. Uh, what, do you, what do you think that's about? All of a sudden, these old, old traditional courses, maybe they're maybe they, it's good for the, the gals to play there to keep them relevant, Kev, because, you know, the guys I, just beat them to death. You know, I think I think the USGA has been pretty smart in what they've done with these, you know, with these selections the past couple years, both for the men and, and the women, going back to these old classic courses that that people never get to see on a day in and day out basis. So they get to see it on TV. I actually believe it helps TV ratings, as crazy as that might sound. I agree. Um, I, I think it helps there, I, and I and I think these courses are perfect. You know. They, you know, it's funny. They want to talk about how they're not perfect for the men because the men vomit. Yep. Well, they're going to be perfect for the ladies. Right. And the ladies, it's it's going to be great viewing. Obviously, Pebble Beach on TV views really well. Um, but to but to kind of take those major championship venues, just like with the men, and put them up there, I think you know the, the women's golf right now is hot. Yep. And the, the LPGA has been doing a great job the past few years. And they've got great players. There's great Americans playing, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. And, I, and let's and let's not forget Rose Zhang, who is <laughs> an amazing player. Um, played her college golf down the road from Pebble Beach, and yep. it Stanford. would not be yep. a bit surprising to see her win this thing. The way she came out and won her first event ever, a la Tom Watson. So uh, yes. So I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Those Stanford uh, players play pebble all the time, and uh, yep. it's, it's going to have a little home court feel to her. I agree with you. I mean, look at LACC had a little bit of a rock star moment. The course looked great yep. on television. And when, when the Golf Channel decided to televise the Walker Cup strictly because it was on Seminole, because there's been so much yep. mystique <laughs> about Seminole, I'm just saying, you know, and it got ratings. Yeah, probably it got ratings. It got ratings, and that's strictly because yeah. people wanted to see a golf course that they had never seen before. Exactly. There's definitely there is definitely something to that. I think the TV ratings for 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 the U.S. Open primetime was pretty high um, this past week, and and I think the Walker Cup after it goes to uh, Great Britain and Ireland next, I think it comes back and goes to Cypress Point. Yes. Who's not going to watch Who's that? Who's not going to watch? I mean, it'll have ratings bigger than most PGA Tour events other than the majors. I think I think it will be from hardcore golfers' perspective. Oh, there's no doubt. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. talk about one of those secretive clubs. 
You know, uh, yep. one of the most difficult courses to get on, to become a member to, and that's why the USGA was so pursuant of LACC is because yep. there was that mystique about it. You know, you played it. You know how hard it is to get on. Other than the monkey swinging yes. across the trees from the Playboy Club, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the way, and by the way, I did birdie that 13th hole when my caddy told me that if I make birdie there, he's going to open the back gate to the Playboy Club, <laughs> and I happened to knock in a 35 footer, and and then he laughed and chuckled and said he was just kidding. <laughs> yeah. After he made the birdie, of course. <laughs> after I made the birdie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but had that view once. I was in that backyard for uh, a little bit, but that's a story for another kind. Con- I've told you that story about yeah. me and Magic Johnson there. That's the extent of that story. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to tell me that. Oh, I've, off, I off, did tell you that. <laughs> that was one of our Buffalo Perfect. Wild Wings stories. So, um, Nice. Anyways, Kevin, I want to thank you for taking the time out to uh, to join us uh, with your busy playing schedule there at the resort uh, go- uh, course and casino. And uh, play well and uh, give us a report yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Will do, Jerry. Thanks a lot for having me on. All right. We'll be back with course All discussions right. uh, when we return here on Up North Sports Radio's Finding Fairways, brought to us by carlsgolfland.com. Fairways on Up North Sports Radio, brought to us by CarlsGolfland.com. Jerry Coyne's on the phone with Don Smith, the uh, head pro general manager, be-all, end-all, at El Dorado Golf Course in Cadillac. Don, how are you doing? Oh, man. You tell you what, I couldn't be much better. uh, You know, it's been such a fun summer and uh, kind of slow start, but things are hopping. Things are hopping. The course is in amazing shape and... uh, Getting better every day, honestly. I, I wish I was lying. No, it's, it's so good out there. You're not. I played. Uh, you know, I played last <laughs> week, and um, the greens were immaculate. Some of the fairways that had some. I mean, it was wonderful. Just best conditions. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been challenging. Thanks, Julie. Because yeah, you know, my ground crew. We're down. We're short a couple guys, and in the face of the. You know, water issues, and you know, these guys, they, they give everything they got to this place, and uh, and it's, it's infectious, and it, the whole staff, I'm, I'm so lucky with the staff I've got, both inside and out, it uh, makes my life so much easier, and I couldn't thank them anymore, and, and you know, honestly, I credit the golfers, because the groups of guys, the groups of golfers we get coming through here, no, they're all on a buddy's golf trip, and, you know, and they're, that energy they bring to this place, and, uh, you know, I, we can all feel it, and we all thrive off of it, and it's, it's so much fun, so much fun. Yeah, there's <laughs> – I agree. I mean, it was busy as all get out when we played on Saturday, but the the groups moved along, and everybody was having yeah. a good time, and uh, I think you cool. sold out a beer. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, yeah. yeah we, the- got, uh, we got a good cart staff, too. We got a bad cart staff that, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade them for the world either, any one of them. Hey, one of the cool things that I've noticed, Don, is the way your cart staff greets everybody. You know, people pull up in the parking lot and boom, they're there with a cart uh, and they leave it for you. You know, they, they, they're they not sitting there with their hands out, you know, hoping to get a couple of bucks. <laughs> uh, they, they leave the cart for you to get your equipment as leisurely as you can and... 
you know, it's just a nice little touch. Well, and thanks for mentioning that, Jerry, because, now yeah, we do try to do things differently here. You know, my goal is to uh, – actually, last year we were voted in the top 25 in the nation through Golf Now users as one of the friendliest courses in the country. And uh, and that was uh, – and, and part of it, you know, it's that car staff. It's, it's the way we like to take care of the guests. And, and I always like to think if it was me and my buddies rolling into a golf course. No, that's how we want to – that's how we want to take care of them, and uh, you know, I appreciate you saying that, Jerry. Thanks well, so much. Well, you know, I play a lot of different courses, and you know, you and I have got to know each other over the past fall and this year, and uh, that is true. I know we say it in our ad, but you guys have uniformly a very friendly staff. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm tall, but everybody knows my name. <laughs> and, and, uh, but yeah. it's, it's just like a, a country club. I feel like a member. Mm, cool. No, you know, that's funny you say that because we use that term a lot, too. We try to make our guests feel like a member for the day. Now we want them to feel like a member for the day. Don, what are the rates right now? Uh, uh, they, they don't really change for you guys, do they? No, you know, I've got weekdays, 73 for 18 in a cart, um, weekends, 83. i got some good senior rates Monday through Wednesday for 55 bucks for seniors. And, uh, you know, if any groups or guys are looking for, you know, a great value during the week, I can't imagine there being a better one out there for that senior rate of 55 during the week. And, uh, and we got some other fun events, too. i got a, a Sunday skins game. We try to get some guys out every Sunday at 1 o'clock to throw – 20 bucks in the kitty for a little skins game. I got a Friday night couples league that's just starting up and it's kind of a show up league. You don't have to commit to the season. Hey, Friday night, five o'clock, grab your spouse, come on out for a nine and dine. Oh, um, good. Yeah, you know, we got a 4th of July scramble going on the 4th of July as well. A four person scramble on the 4th for 70 bucks, a, 70 bucks ahead. Uh, which is kind of cheaper than our normal weekend rate if you it sign is. up early. Yeah. Day of, it's 100 bucks, But, yeah, sign up early with your foursome for 70 bucks a person for Fourth of July scramble. Are there any prizes for that scramble? Yep, yep. i got some on-course prizes. I've got some awards for the first and second place teams as well. Yeah, a little goodie bag for everybody that plays in it, too, with a couple of prizes in it. So everybody walks away with at least a little something. Going back to the nine and dine with the couples, Don. So, what is there a special menu for them, or do they just get a discount up in the uh, in the beautiful dining room? Right, we've got uh, they do dinner uh, dinner specials. Um, the golf is uh, seventy for the couple, two nine holes in a cart is seventy, and then uh, we do awards upstairs afterwards. Um, dinner's not included, in it, but yeah, they do offer some specials for my. Yeah, because, you know, that's one of the other things. You know, the clubhouse, everybody sees the clubhouse when they drive past it on 131, but you got to go in it. It's a great restaurant. Right. The two Eldorados in the lobby, you know, not only are they a talking (laughs) point, it's funny. You'll see some guys in there, you know, like licking their chops. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of car buffs come through here. Some that aren't even golfers. They just want to come gawk at the cars. But they, and, yeah, and people say they drive by here all the time. I ask them, I'll say, you ever drive by hungry? Because uh, we're more than just a golf course here. We're, uh, I don't know, I'd like to say, a world-class restaurant. I mean, the food up there, we got a new chef uh, last year, and 
he's really doing some neat stuff and now the food is just so amazing up there yeah and the view you know the view is great it's it's a great spot one of the great spots to go upstairs get a nice cold beer maybe some nachos or wings uh to relive Mm -hmm. the round you've got those beautiful little uh awning tents that kind of shade you a little bit and it's really a relaxing 19th hole don yeah and come the golden hour every evening i tell you what there is not a better spot on the planet if you ask me you know that that sunset range up there on the patio yep. on, a, on a warm summer evening doesn't get any better than that. No, it, it really is. Uh, it, it's a great place. I'm I'm glad that I've got to uh, uh, that I moved down south. I, you know, I miss Gaylord Golf Club, but you guys have filled in admirably. Uh, admirably is a well manicured, great place to play. And you know, I've had some guests out there, and and they've all loved it as well. Thanks, man. We love having you. Hey, um, Don. Uh, while I've got you and we've got a, an extra couple of minutes, what were your thoughts on the U.S. Open? Did you, since it was late at night, you got a chance to watch golf. I know you don't really get You know, it. <laughs> it's funny you say that too, Jerry, because, yeah, that, that late night tea time allowed me to watch it. And in the golf business, you know, I, I always lived for watching the majors. And now anymore, now we're busy. And there, it's always stings a little bit when someone comes in the shop, they'll be like, hey, who's leading the golf? And it's like... Yeah, like I know who's leading the golf. I wish I knew who was leading the golf. I don't know. But, no, this was a fun one to watch. And, yeah, I had some, some horses I was rooting for, too. But, uh, no, the way it played out, yeah, it, was, it was real exciting. I was kind of rooting for a playoff in a way just because I wanted to watch some more golf. But, uh, no, that was, that was sweet. Yeah. Well, you always have the golf on. But, I mean, even there in the yeah, pro shop, right. you know, I check it out because, you know, I've got to talk about it on the on – the, uh, on the radio some, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you guys are so hopping, uh, getting mm-hmm. your guys out on the golf course and your gals. Don't want to forget that, you yeah. know, it's, you know, that's another <laughs> thing really quickly I wanted to mention. Uh, you guys have so much couple play. It's mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Like every other group has got gals in it. Yep. Yep. And, and this course could be perceived as being a little tough for the gals, but that's not always the case really. I mean, we've got, we got five sets of tees out here. Yep. Um, fairways are big and wide. The greens are big. There's a couple forced carries. But other than that, no, it's just a, yeah, you're right. Even today, same deal. I got quite a few couples out again today, too. Yep. Now, it, you know, we hadn't had any on since the beginning of the year. I just wanted to check in with you and, and tell you what a great job you and the staff are doing and encourage people to, uh, to stop in instead of driving by on 131 and play El Dorado. Thank you, Jerry. No, I can't wait to meet them. And uh, for, we love getting first-timers, you know, because it's almost like show-and-tell. Another day I had a bunch of first-timers, and to me it felt like show-and-tell back in third grade. And here <laughs> I, get to, I get to show them El Dorado. I get to tell them all about it. No, that's what's fun for us. Yeah. Don Smith, head professional at El Dorado mm-hmm. Golf Club in Cadillac. Thanks for joining us on Finding Fairways. Thank you, we'll, Thank you so much. All right, Take we'll be care. back after these words from our fine partners on Finding Fairways, brought to us by carlsgolfland.com. Fairways here on Up North Sports Radio, brought to us by carlsgolfland.com. Jerry Coyne is on the phone with Rick Babbitt, 
who owns Black Bear Golf Course in Vanderbilt. Rick, good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. You know, um, the Black Bear, how long has the golf course been open now, Rick? The course has been open since about 97, I do believe. And I bought it in 2005. So it had a few years before I bought it. But it's been about 25, 26 years now. I mean, most famously, you got two things that the Black Bear is famous for. Uh, it's right on I-75, so <laughs> northern Michigan golfers right. see the thing all the time. And then, yep. uh, and then you've got uh, the 19th hole is the first hole that you play. Yeah, that's, those are both correct. And, yeah, we have about a mile and a half of exposure along I-75, so everybody that drives north knows, knows us. And then, yeah, we have a, it's kind of an interesting a practice hole or a warm-up hole, and it's the first hole. There's a couple courses out there that will have a hole like that as a last hole, right. kind of a betting hole. Or, but ours is the first hole, and so 100% of everybody plays it, and, and then they end up on the first tee after they do. I'm sure you have a few folks that go ahead and s- try to settle bets on that hole if nobody's ready to play. Well, the sad ones are the people that get hole-in-one. It's a part three, and occasionally you'll get a hole-in-one there. A couple times a year, in fact, and they all come boiling into the pro shop asking if it counts, and I never, I'm never quite sure what to tell them. Well, a hole-in-one's a hole-in-one, isn't it? I mean, Well, that's what I say. Yeah. I say it's a, it's a lifetime hole-in-one, but whether your buddies let you put it on the scorecard, that's, that's a different issue. It's amusing. The other thing that I found fascinating with Black Bear Golf Course is you have one of the most uniquely routed golf courses that I've ever played. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, we're sitting on like 200 acres, which is huge by right. any measure. Mm-hmm. I mean, a normal golf course, 18 course, could be on 100 acres or less, and right. we're sitting on 200. So every hole is really carved out of its own little, you know, chunk of land. Yep. There's no holes that are really parallel to each other. You can't, there's only a couple spots where you can even see another hole from the hole you're playing. Right. So that's, that's kind of unique, and it's, it, it's, it's part of the charm of the place. Yeah, no, I agree, that, and so you get a, a little bit more of a different experience. I mean, there are a few homes on the golf course, but not really many. Not um, very many, no. only half a dozen, that's yep. it. Yep. And one yep. of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is, you know, the, the course had some, you know, repair issues the last couple of years that you've gone through great lengths to fix. We have. We're really trying hard. We've, we have, uh, well, I inherited an old, kind of an antiquated irrigation system. Right. Uh, that didn't get any better in, as the years went by. And so we have finally completely replaced it uh, with, with basically Toro control systems. And right. So the entire irrigation system. So we're feel, we feel like we're getting our arms around it finally. The, the greens right now are gorgeous. I mean, in 18 years, I've never seen them like this. And I, and I think it's due to what we're, what we're, how we're irrigating, obviously. Well, yeah. I uh, mean, most people will judge the maintenance of a golf course on how the greens uh, look yeah. and play. We've seen a few golf courses in our area really let go of themselves. You know, like Wilderness Valley, it happened right. too, and you know there was a yep. gr- and Black Forest, great golf courses. But you yeah, have, I love, yeah, I love them. Yeah, you have to maintain them, and it, it's good to see that you guys are are, are back on track. And, and you know, courses. when you get into this droughty situation that we're facing right now, I mean, this is a they say a hundred year. It's the hottest, driest period in a hundred years since May first, of course, and we do put. 504,000 gallons of water every single day on this golf course. We used to kind of evenly distribute it. Well, then everything was mediocre or worse. Now the greens get all they need, and then we and then we share what we have left with the rest of the golf course. Well, and, and that's just the way it has to be. Well, on top of the fact that that is kind of the new agronomy theory, anyways, right? You know, brown is I the new so. green. Um, we're trying to use less water on golf courses, and and yep. the uh, the USGA and the Greenskeepers Associations. 
are happy that you're not putting as much water on the yeah. fairways. Well, they may be happy, but your average golfer that comes in, and even when they're paying $39 to play, they still kind of expect Augusta National some days, and, you know, you just can't do it. But Right. You know, and, and we're, a, we're a real linksy course. We are a links-style course. And I try to point out sometimes, if you were in Scotland with this kind of weather, these fairways would be absolutely burnt out dry. Absolutely. And... And that's what that's what you would expect. Well, you, you just don't get away with that in the U.S. You just don't. Well, so. you're going to see hey, it. We're doing the best we can. We're, you're going to see it in a couple of weeks at the Open Championship. Yes. So. Yeah, I do believe it. We'll see. Yeah. And, my, and, and secretly, I always hope that they're really brown and really hard and really burnt up because that makes me feel better. Yeah, anyway. you know, but you – hey, guys, let's take a look yeah. at the flip side of this. Your drives go longer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, as long as you got them pointing in the right direction in the first place. And that, I, that's yeah, right. That, that can happen too. But oh. but we are a link style course, and and so you know, and we're really exposed. There's hardly a tree out there, right? And so when you get hot, dry, windy conditions, it's going to harden up. It just does. But but the greens are gorgeous. So I, I tell people there's two really neat things about this course. As you've already pointed out, the layout is spectacular. I mean, it really is one of one of the or the best golf course in northern Michigan as far as the layout is concerned. And then the other is these greens. They're huge. They're undulating. And they're in super shape. And it's like, you know, those two things alone ought to get you out to Black Bear and give it a try. Yeah. That's and, what we hope. and you mentioned earlier the $39. Now, you used to have that $39 you could play all day. Is that still the case? We still do it. All yeah, right. we still do it. It's your group golfer. Um, we sell thousands of them. And uh, there's a bunch of folks here today golfing with, on, you know, on the group golfer certificates. And, and it works out great for us. Almost everyone plays at least 36 holes. You get a couple that are tougher than that. I'll pay 54. But uh, almost all of them play 36. And God bless them, you know. Yeah. no, <laughs> I'm, more than I want to play. But, I was going to say, my know. body won't handle that much. Uh, not mine either. Not, not mine anymore. But that's but, you know, there's so delighted many, that they do. There's so many younger people that have moved into the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the great things about Black Bear, that not only that $39 play-all-day rate, you have a great bar and grill, and yep. so you can play your 18, come back in, have a brat, have a burger, have a couple of beers, uh, yep. go, go back on. You've got a great staff. So uh, the whole experience turns out to be, you know, perfect for Ironman golfer and golfer, you know, female and male golfers. Yep. Uh, yep, I'll, t- I'll tell you a little anecdote here, too. And people love this golf course. People fall in love with Black Bear when they play it. Yeah. And they come back year after year after year. We've got a group out there right now. It's a wedding party. They're getting married tomorrow at a different golf course in Gaylord. I'm not going to mention where. <laughs> they're here playing today. Not only are they here playing today, they're coming back and playing tomorrow before the wedding. Oh, I love that. So that's... Yeah. That's the kind of dedication people have to this golf course, and we love it. We yeah. love it. Rick, the website is golfblackbear.com, right? No, it's not. We we got, oh. we got we had to change it this winter. It's blackbeargolf.net. Okay. Blackbeargolf.net. You can blackbeargolf.net. Yep. You can uh, go ahead and make tee times, check out what yep. Rick and I have just been talking about. And Rick, we're going to see you out on the golf course real soon. I hope so. I'm not cooking a hamburger for somebody. That's where <laughs> you'll find me. Rick Babbitt from Black Bear. Hey. Thanks for joining Thank us on Finding so Fairways. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Absolutely. It's, oh. my, it's my pleasure. Thanks. Okay. Uh, that's yep. going to do Bye-bye. it for Finding Fairways here. Yep. As we like to say, find a fairway of your own like Black Bear. Stick a peg in the ground and pound it down the middle. We'll be with you next week here on Up North Sports Radio's Finding Fairways, brought to us by carlsgolfland.com. Time to, time to check in with our good friends at Boyne Golf. Ken Griffin's on the phone with me. Ken, you're joining me from the airport. You've been the traveling man. Yeah, I have. Um, the, the, you know, the weather down here was extremely
extremely hot even for Florida this week. And we're going to get a little taste of it next week. We've got a good week coming up. It's going to be like 90 degrees. But um, I was in Florida representing Boeing Golf at the International Association of Golf Group Tour Operators. Um, we were staying at Saddlebrook outside of Tampa. We got to play their Palmer course at Saddlebrook. We also got to play the Copperhead course at Innisbrook, which is home to the Valspar. So a really cool event. But more importantly for, for Boeing Golf and for the entire state of Michigan, they had a big announcement that they made at this convention that this convention um, is going to be coming to northern Michigan next summer, and we're going to be hosting it at Boeing Golf. That is fantastic. So uh, we know how famous the 10 courses are at Boeing Golf, Ken, but now every operator uh, in this organization is going to know just how great. Yeah, um, we, we are so excited to host. Uh, there's 350, they expect 350 members. There's 850 members total around the world, but they expect 350 of them to converge on, on our Boyne Golf courses. Um, and they're going to be playing golf. They're going to stay in Boyne Mountain, but playing the Alpine there. They're going to play Lynx Quarry. They're going to play the Arthur Hills course at the Highlands. So they get a great sampling of northern Michigan golf. Yeah, people from all over the world. So hopefully they drop off some certificates for you and I to play in Ireland and Spain. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's the opportunity for networking here. But, I mean, we had meetings this week with operators literally from around the world. Spain, the Dominican Republic, Portugal, Ireland and Scotland, uh, Australia to New Zealand, Korea, Japan, and, oh, yes, even the U.S. and Canada. But, you know, once again, it's just proof of all the great golf available to your listeners that people fly from all over the world to play, and it's right in their own backyard. Ken, very briefly, I know you've got to travel, but uh, uh, we had a big sale during the U.S. Open, so... What is tea time availability? I'm sure you sold a ton of packages with the deals you had. Yeah, but, you know, and we talked about the advantage with us is with 10 courses, you can find nuggets and you can still find tea time. So, yes, it's a busy summer. We've got a lot on the books. But we'll still be able to find a spot for you with 10 courses and, and hopefully really close to the time you want to play. There you go. And the, the beauty of it, it's all available on boinggolf.com. Ken, safe travels. We'll get a bigger picture of uh, the convention and what's going to happen in the next week or two. Great. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good weekend, and we want to know how soon you're coming up. Yeah, you and I have got to get our schedules together. That's my fault, not yours. Okay. Have a great one.